When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Connor Happer. Tony Stark was able to build this in a cave. Mike Shaper. With a box of scraps. This is Happer and Shaper. All right, welcome back. More of Happer and Schaefer here on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Connor Happer, Mike Schaefer with you. We're joined now on the Honda of Lincoln, Hot, Honda of Lincoln Hotline by Josh Peterson of 1620 The Zone in Omaha. Hello, Josh. Hi, guys. How are you? Good. What were you most irrationally scared of as a child? Most irrationally scared of? Uh, that I, I think falling out of uh, a Ferris wheel. Oh, that's a good one. That's a pretty good yeah. one. I didn't like Ferris wheels because you couldn't like – Lock yourself in. There were no seatbelts. There was nothing like that. So you get in a Ferris wheel. And, I mean, technically, if I, like, would have tripped, which I don't know why I would have been standing up in a Ferris wheel when it was 100 feet in the air. But if I tripped out, I would have died. So definitely those. Do you have a fear of heights? Is that part of it? No. So I've always explained it as not a fear of heights, but a fear of being, like, high up in the air in situations where I could fall. Like, so, for example. Open air. Like, I'm. I'm not, like, afraid if I'm in a skyscraper, but if I'm, like, on a ladder 10 feet in the air, I, I'm not having any of that. We have the exact same thing. Yes. So you nice. couldn't awesome. – if you happen to go to Denver and go to a Rockies game, you should not sit in right field. So I've actually been – I've been up there. That I'm not afraid of that because I'm not worried about falling off and dying. Eh. Okay. I For whatever reason <laughs> – for whatever reason – when I went up to the high right field at uh, at Coors Field, I, it didn't really bother me a whole lot. But if you do it in the like the 400 level at Kauffman Stadium, and like the seats are pointly pointed straight down at the ground, I was like, I can't be up here. My anymore. my issue because I feel like I'm just gonna roll down the stairs and fall off the cliff. Yeah, no my my issue of right field in, in Coors Field was that I I might have had yeah yeah there's that I might have had a little bit too much to. Uh, Enjoy. You yeah. indulge yourself. You know the, the, the stuff that you can only find in Colorado at one point in time. Yeah, exactly. It's a one. It was a one beer Friday. That was what was going. on. <laughs> yeah. Somebody said quicksand on the text line earlier. Yeah. <laughs> so rationally afraid of quicksand. Oh, quicksand. I, I mean, do remember that being a thing because do we where I mean where's the closest quicksand? I don't know. Do we have it? Is quicksand actually exist? I don't know. I it, thought that was more of like a jungle thing. I don't think we have it in Nebraska. Rico knows about quicksand, Rico, so here he comes. Where's quicksand? Quicksand actually exists, but it's not as quick to, to pull you down. It's not like as, on Mario. No, it, it takes a really, really, really long time, and it's just like it's just 
it's mostly mud actually it's not really sand and it's just wet and there's like kind of an opening like have you been in quicksand no but i've seen i've seen videos because i've seen videos on everything slow sand yeah Yeah, it should be slow sand it takes a really long time to suck you in so Mm. you'll be fine what about what about the quicksand that shane falco experienced in that sugar bowl You guys remember what I'm talking yes. about? Yes. What, what, what was that movie? The What's re- that movie called? The Replacements. Replacements, yes. Thank you. <laughs> it's just such that the, the backstory of that is such a little part of the movie. Right. <laughs> such an obscure reference. One, one more thing here on Irrational Fears. Did you ever see the show Unsolved Mysteries as a kid? I think so. That, that sounds like a show that I would have watched like one episode of. Yeah, I was I was scared out of my mind of that show at like six years old. My older sister watched it all the time. The the guy who hosted it was super creepy. He's still super creepy to me. So that that was my answer. Nice. <laughs> all right, Josh, we were talking about this the other day. It feels like uh, we've had to preface every college football weekend. We're going through the games, whatever it might be. It feels like we have to preface every college football weekend. It's like it's not a very good slate this weekend. It, there's there's always a game or two that you're kind of interested in on the national scale. Um, why do you think that? It, have you noticed that? And why do you think that is? I have noticed it. Um, I think my my quick theory would be that the schedule is like insanely backloaded. Um, you know, like where we have a, what multiple Big Ten games over the next two weeks that are going to matter to things nationally. We have multiple SEC games over the next couple of weeks they're going to matter nationally. And I think one of the other reasons why that's probably happened is that Clemson has fallen off. So like normally they are involved in at least one or two big games throughout like October and November. And that that they've basically been wiped off the map since what late September and they haven't mattered to anything nationally. I wonder if that has, has been part of the reason, but yeah, John and I, like we talk about it a lot on, on our show because we'll do a bit on Thursdays where we're basically like, Hey, here are the most important games this weekend in pro and college football. Here are the times that they're at. And then we talk about them for just a couple of seconds. And, like, every week that we do it, we're like, wow, this is another kind of average week. And it's been that way in the pros, too, oddly enough. So, those, those, I mean, those weeks luckily have, have mostly resulted in some pretty good games that have mattered to things. And, like, we've seen some upsets. But on paper, most weekends, I'd say, like, we've had, like, one or two really good weeks on paper before the weekend actually arrived. Right. Josh, has there been a team that you found yourself like somewhat abnormally interested in watching this year, like someone new on your radar, or do you find yourself kind of circling back to the same sort of Ohio State, Oregon, Alabama teams of that nature? Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I've watched the the usual suspects. I, I mean, Cincinnati being, you know, what they, you know, we all thought that they could be in the playoff mix before the season started. So I've I've ended up watching a lot more of them than, than maybe I would have expected to or, or you know, maybe more than I would normally. Um, gosh, I'm, I'm looking right now up and down the top 25 to try to see if there's a team that I think – I've watched a lot of Ole Miss, but, I mean, they've also been a top, you know, 15 to 20 team throughout most of the season. So I've really liked watching them. A team that I, I realize just now that I've done probably a poor job in watching, I've not watched as much Oklahoma State as I would have liked mm. by this point in time. And they're going to be in big games over the next two weeks, which is nice, but, like, both times this season, like last week, I, I missed their, their big game last week, um, and, and I missed, like, the Oklahoma-Baylor game because I was announcing a basketball game. So, oddly enough, like some of the weekends where I know normally I would have watched Oklahoma State, they've either, either been on during the postgame show for Nebraska or I've had to do something else. Josh, uh, we've had a – I don't know if a disagreement is the right word, but what do you, where do you come out, out on Michigan State 
How do you feel about them and where they're at right now? Obviously, they have two huge games over the next two weeks. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, so I am someone that while, like, if I was on the committee, I would put them above Michigan because if you're going to, you know, use the resume, you know, and the eye test and, you know, what's happened lately, yada, 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 like they should be ahead of Michigan. But I'm also somebody that thinks Michigan was the better team in that game and that they should have won that game. And over the course of the season, I think that Michigan has been better. Like, I don't know. I, I think that they're good, but the problems that they showed against Nebraska you know, a team that's now sitting at three and seven. Like we've seen, we've seen those problems from them in other games too. So I, I guess I don't. I mean, like they deserve to be in the top ten, definitely. And I think that they're a good team. And I think like tomorrow, if things broke right, I definitely think that they could beat Ohio State. But I don't think they like. I'm not going into that game like expecting it to be a one score game deep into the fourth quarter. I think Mel Tucker, he's he's probably gotten like if you look up and down the top ten. And you say, has this coach maximized their talent oh, versus yeah. the schedule? Like, I, I would say that they have done the best. I mean, Georgia, obviously. But outside of Georgia, I don't think anyone has maximized maybe the roster more than Mel Tucker has this season. Yeah, for sure. Would, like, in this hypothetical scenario, would 11-1 and Notre Dame be the worst college football playoff team to ever make it? <laughs> Ooh, that's a good question. Probably. I mean, who's the, who's the short list? Like the Michigan State team in 2015, right? Um like, them or, or the Washington teams, depending on how you viewed them. That Washington team with Jake Browning wasn't particularly good, as I remember. Yeah, that team. Yeah, they they took advantage of the of like a really easy schedule. Like I remember early that season, they smoked Stanford, and then Stanford ended up not being very good. That was like the first year that Oregon like really suffered drop off under. I mean, that, I think Helfrich got fired that year. So yeah, this. I, I would say so. I would say that, I mean, this Notre Dame team, I think that they're solid, and I, I keep betting on them, and it's ended up working out well for me. But, I mean, I, who, who else have they played? They haven't played anybody that's going to be ranked. I guess Wisconsin. Wisconsin is going to end up being ranked, but that was such a weird version of the Badgers when they saw them in September. Yeah. Josh Peterson, 1620 The Zone, is with us. What, what's your read on Nebraska-Wisconsin going in? It's like, is there any way where Nebraska challenges here? Because they're starting to kind of get – some I don't know love it feels like some I don't know something's bubbling up as far as Nebraska's concerned against Wisconsin this weekend what's your read on the game yeah I I honestly have like no read I I think I've had a pretty like I think I've done a pretty good job this season um with Nebraska in terms of like handicapping them like I thought that I thought that Purdue and Illinois would win going in but I also thought that they would like get destroyed by uh, Ohio State and by Oklahoma. So I've been either like really, really right or really, really wrong. This game to me, I guess after the course of the season and the firing of the offensive coaches, you know, last week, like, I don't know. I, I, I almost anticipate the game finishing tomorrow 
and it's something like Wisconsin wins and covers by like 17 points, but it's not, you know, it's not like a true blowout, but it's just one of those games where the Badgers take an early, you know, two-score lead, and maybe Nebraska makes it a one-score game, you know, throughout the, the first half and even into the second. But I guess it just never seems like they're truly in the game, and Wisconsin's defense makes enough plays. I think that's probably where I'm leaning, but I, I guess I'd be, I wouldn't be surprised if, if it once again was one score if Wisconsin pulled away and won by four touchdowns. What, what are you actually curious about watching in this game? Like, is there, is there something you're hoping to get out of it, or does it – does it almost have like an obligation feel for you at this point? Definitely, definitely obligation. I, I would love, I guess what I'm hoping for at some point over the next two weeks, or I, I really next week, um, is that we see either a player or players that we haven't seen a whole lot this year, or like they just do something different on offense. And I guess I don't know what that would be. Like, I don't think they're going to go like power eye formation or something, but like maybe if they use tempo like a ton. But Frost was also asked that earlier this week. I think Sam asked him. And, and his answer led me to believe, like, no, we're not going to you know, try to run fast or anything. So I guess I would just love to see if they do anything different or if it's just going to be a true playing out of the string. And I guess I do want to see if the defense can – like, if they can keep this up just given that, like, all the goals now are gone and that they're going to be going up against a real physical team tomorrow and, you know, no JoJo Dolman. So, you know, it's, it's a little column A, little column B in terms of, like, what I'm expecting or what I'm hoping to get out, but – I don't know, man. I just, I just don't know how much we can actually get out of these these next two games. Last thing for you here, Josh, and and I'm going to ask it this week, even though the game won't be played until until next week. It's going to have a lot of coverage, a lot of attention, but I just want your thoughts on the Apple Cup next week. <laughs> oh, dude, I like have no takes this year. Like I barely you remember when we were really excited about the Jimmy Apple Lake. Cup. Like I never got into the Jimmy Lake era. And yeah. then, you know, Washington State, like, obviously that's been a disaster. Um, you a know, disaster. It's probably a smart play, though, to pick the Huskies, right? Like, they always win this game, so I'll pick Washington. They tend to. What, I don't get this bit. What's the deal with you guys? Josh and I Cup? used to be, like, really – we would get fired up about the Apple Cup because Mike Leach every year was finally going to break through and get a win over Washington. <laughs> and he never and did. And then he never did. Yeah. Wow. He would – Josh would update me. There was one year I was, I was driving back from the Nebraska <laughs> game. And it was I, – I don't even remember. Like, were they both top ten teams or something? Yeah, in, in 2018, if Washington yeah. State would have won that game, like, they, they had a chance at the playoffs still because they only had one loss, and they got destroyed. And speaking of Jimmy Lake, like, he had quotes after that game, basically like, yeah, I hope that Mike Leach is there forever because their offense is the easiest to stop. Like, <laughs> he, he, he threw so much shade after they beat him. They won seven times in a row now, Washington has. Yeah. Yeah, bad times. I lo I love the Apple Cup is one of those weird, goofy rivalries that I have always gravitated towards. And yet, Shafe, I I feel bad. I have no takes for you. Yeah, that's wow. okay. Well, neither of it. I I don't even know who Washington State's head football coach is right now. So, oh yeah. Hey, good point. Yeah. It's, <laughs> the by guy, the way, but they're going to go to a bowl game, and it's at seven o'clock. So it's after. It's well after the Nebraska Iowa. Like they're going to a bowl game this year, and they lost Are their they? coach in the middle of the season with one of the most bizarre things that you could ever encounter huh. in a, in a specifically could only happen in 2021. Yeah, it's pretty unique. I don't really – I haven't paid any attention to right. any of these teams. Yeah. They're, they're going to play each other, and it means something. To be honest, college football does not go west of Nebraska. Yeah. Nebraska only really exists because they play all these Big Ten teams. Yep. That's pretty much true. That's true. 
All right, Josh. Well, we'll wait for the uh, – if you get an Apple Cup take that comes to your head. Yes, I'll tweet it at you guys next week if I have it. Yeah, let us know. All right, we'll let you go, Josh. Talk to you later. All right, bye-bye. Josh Peterson of 1620 The Zone at Omaha. You can hear him from 2 to 6 p.m. up there. We'll take a quick timeout. We'll come back. Uh, Fred Hoiberg said yesterday Keon Edwards is going to move into the starting lineup for Nebraska. Is that a good thing? Is it a bad thing? I'll tell you why it seems good to me. Next. More of Happer and Shaper is coming your way on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.